Welcome to episode 12 of the Lucas Granger Leadership Podcast. My name is Alan Stanley. I'm the worship pastor here at Coastal Church, and I'm here with my main man, Pastor Lucas Granger. Hey, buddy, it's good to be in the studio today. Episode 12. Man, a year. It goes by quick. It goes by quick. I what uh, what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about leading through overwhelming times. And it's it's real appropriate for the, the time we've been in here lately. Absolutely. For those of you that don't know, um, we live here in southeastern North Carolina, and we just had Hurricane Florence come through the area, and it really has been really uh, emergency situation in, in, yeah, a, in a lot of ways. People have lost their homes. There's been just tremendous flooding in the area, um, just overwhelmed really with just amount of need the destruction that the hurricane caused and and the, the thing is it was really after the hurricane uh, right. the flooding that came afterwards that that really messed us up so definitely an appropriate topic yeah so today we you know we're going to take that that thought of you know leading through overwhelming times with the hurricane but not only during crises like uh, the hurricane but even just the day-to-day uh, in your organization and in your life, you know, things happen and it's easy to get overwhelmed. Absolutely. Uh, especially if you are part of a company, organization, a church, anything that's really growing, uh, you'll find that what works on one level uh, doesn't work on the next level. I remember uh, particularly there was a few years with us at the church where we would have our team meetings and we would bring all of the core team together and we would meet, you know, uh, maybe four times a year, every other month, whatever that was. But as we were growing, the team get getting bigger and bigger until all of a sudden we had 40, 50 people uh, gathered in my house. And the dynamic mm-hmm. of a team meeting with 50 people is a lot different than the dynamic of a team meeting with just eight or nine. Right. Uh, and it would, it would just change the whole thing. And, and all of a sudden, uh, we realized, oh man, we weren't able to accomplish what we wanted to get uh, accomplished. While at the same time, wondering, you know, man, things are growing, things are getting better. Uh, why isn't it working the way it worked two years ago, a year ago, six months ago? Right. Yeah. Even in like you know outreach, you know, we we have systems. If you have systems in place for like you know, we're really set up to do three or four things really well. Yeah. But then something comes along, and you know. If a hundred, we can't do a hundred things really yeah. well. You yeah. know, we're not set up to do a hundred things really well. But as the church grows and our organization, you know, more and more opportunities are are rising, and we have got to do something and change uh, the way we go about doing our outreach to be able to accompany that. Or you're going to get overwhelmed real quick. Absolutely, <laughs> and I think we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Some of the things, some of the steps that we've had to take uh, as a church to change our systems, change the way that we looked at things to be able to to go from helping three or four to be able to help a few hundred. That's right. So let's just dive right on in then, Lucas. Um, so what are a few things, what are a few myths out there about leading, uh, I guess in leadership in general, but especially leading during uh, you know overwhelming times? Yeah. And one of the things that I think escapes us the quickest um, is, especially when we get overwhelmed, is this idea that we can multitask. 
you know that <laughs> right that we could do three or four or seven or eight things and do them well we have this concept in our mind that that's a possibility and we tell ourselves that we're talented enough to do that uh, but the truth is we're just not right <laughs> there's right. a reason why it's against the law to drive and text yeah. at the same time right, right. you know just because you think you can doesn't mean you should um, yeah. and this concept really applies to our leadership to uh, even what we do as as husbands as as pastors as leaders as CEOs whatever it may be um, that you really can't multitask to get that kind of through your head <laughs> right <laughs> that we are not multitaskers yeah I mean I think it's even scientifically proven uh, you know I don't know if anybody out there has saw the Mythbusters episode yeah. on this now yeah but there's they, a whole episode <laughs> a whole busting episode this myth busting the myth <laughs> of multitasking so what they did was they found a guy who said that he was a professional multitasker and uh, they got a hold of him and they put him in a car they strapped a phone to his head, yeah, <laughs> and like it was an obstacle course that he was having to drive through, and it was like a couple of other things going on. He needed to change the radio or whatever, and the dude about killed himself driving the driving the phone. And then they did all kinds yeah. of other scientific stuff and realized yeah. that you know you're you just can't do it. Your brain can't switch or be thinking about two separate things at the at the same time. It doesn't work that it, way. It's true, and yet somehow. Within our brain, we tell ourselves that we can. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? We like to think we can. We like to think we can, but we just can't. Because imagine if we applied that same reasoning, that same logic to our relationships. Uh, imagine me trying to hang out with my daughter, trying to spend some time with her, while at the same time responding to emails. Um, <laughs> neither one is going to be effective. One, my daughter's not going to feel the love of her father spending right. that quality time with her. And there ain't no telling what I'm going to put in that email because I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not focused on it. And so it is. It's just busting that myth of that you are a multitasker. And it hits us not just in times of crisis. It's all the time. But I've noticed that really when it is in times of of crisis, we're having to make a lot of decisions on the fly, and we begin to to stretch ourselves so thin that we begin to believe that this is a real possibility, especially when there's some forms of success at the end. Um, right. But the truth is, at the end of the day, uh, it would be better to really be focused in, hone your energy on that one thing, than trying to be a jack of, of all trades and everything. Gotcha. So, so the first thing, yeah, we're not multitaskers. No one truly is. All right, so what's the next thing? The next thing kind of sounds a little bit the same, but it's different. And that is, uh, as a leader, knowing that you can't do it all. Um, so it's not mm -hmm. just about the amount of tasks that you're doing, but there's literally a lot of tasks that you probably shouldn't be doing at all. Um, right. Sometimes as the leader, the person in charge, uh, if you're the boss, the manager, the lead person, there's this idea that you're supposed to know best, um, right. but the truth is you just need to know your skill set. Mm. Um, and just because you're the leader does not make you the smartest. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just, it just means you got there first. I believe that's something that <laughs> you know Andy Stanley says all the yeah, time. Um, just because I'm the head guy of this thing does not make me the smartest guy in the room. I just got here first. Right. Um, and so knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, I believe it's T.D. Jakes that says it like this, just because you could fry the chicken doesn't mean that you could run the chicken shack. Because <laughs> it's a completely different set of skills, you know? That's right. Yep. And if you could fry the chicken, man, just stick to that and know that 
you probably don't need to get all up in the accountant's business when it comes to certain things. Right? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? That, mm -hmm. that there's certain things that even though you're the leader, you you probably not not even that you can't, but that you shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. um, and recognizing that, especially when things get hectic, when things get crazy, uh, you would think that within us we would want to let go of these things because we are overwhelmed because it is maybe a state of emergency or things are happening but the truth is often we even grab on even tighter we we micromanage things and the truth is we become the lid mm -hmm. to seeing what we're trying to accomplish come to full fruition um it takes a team jesus had a team right you know jesus the one guy the one person in all of human history that didn't need anybody still chose to bring in a team around himself to to have disciples to to equip them that they would go out and, and, and preach the gospel. And there's even this moment in the scriptures where Jesus is looking at these guys and he's like, hey, I'm getting ready to leave. Yeah. And it's a good thing that I go. Now, if I was there and I was in that moment and I was hearing Jesus say this, I would say, no, <laughs> you're the one guy that we need here. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. and, and Jesus is like, no, this this isn't the way it works. Listen, I've poured out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put some of my spirit inside of you. You're going to take the Gospels to the ends of the earth. And um, that's just the, the way that, that leadership works is that you pour out, you pour into others, and you let other people run with the ball. Yeah, so it really just sounds like a lot of delegation skills have got to come in there. Uh, you got to be able to work as a team and, and give it away, and so you can do what only you can do. Yeah, and then you can give the freedom to other people to do what only they can only do. Only they can do. And so, and yeah. then as a team, once once we're all doing, we're hitting on all four cylinders here. You know, we're going to be able to accomplish a lot more together. Uh, than if we were trying to do it all through one person. Absolutely, uh, that's and, and huge. This, this just reminds me of you know just. You know, last year we did our first uh, outreach, our big serve day project, yeah. and we had never done it before. So we defaulted to, okay, the staff is going to figure out, organize this thing. We're going to find the projects. And it was for, you know, we're organizing this for 200 people to come, and we had five or six different projects for people to do, and we got all yeah, the we supplies. Yeah, we were 800 people. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and so we were organizing the whole thing with just us three. And got it all set up, so all the people had to do was just show up yeah. and do the project. And it was great. Yeah. But by the end of it, <laughs> yeah, the whole staff, we were just... We were done. Yeah, we were done. It we was over. <laughs> we were fried at the end of it. Never yeah. again. <laughs> so we learned a lesson. So this year, you know, we've took it a little bit different approach. We've we've invited other people in who, we, who are leaders yeah. and have given them and delegated these uh, different things out. And now we're doing twice, if not three times as much this year and feeding more people and doing more projects and going to be able to reach more people. But it is still a little bit scary. Yeah. We're <laughs> you know, because we're, yeah. we're, we're letting we're releasing it you know to yeah, other people and letting absolutely. other people do it but ultimately i do believe that we're going to see better results and we're going to be able to accomplish a lot more by doing it that way yeah absolutely and that's what it goes about of creating that change creating a, uh, a a better system in which more things could happen that's beyond the lid of just what you can do on your own that's good that leads right into um our next part and that's uh you know, what are some things to prevent overwhelming, overwhelming situations from occurring in our organizations or in our workplace or at our homes in the first place? What, what, what can we do to, 
try to prevent it from even happening. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything that we could do that will ever prevent them, you know, because they're always going to happen. There's always going to be something. Uh, it, what might be a crisis for me uh, ain't a crisis for you and vice versa. <laughs> right. So right. there's always going to be something that's the pressing need, uh, in, especially if you're working with people. I mean, that's just the, the nature of it. Um, but there are certain things that you could have in place to, to mitigate some of the stress that comes along with dealing with high-intense situations, with emergency situations, with just just sheer overwhelmingness of, of life and, right. uh, and, and what we do. So I would say one of those things is uh, I heard this quote one time, and the person said, cross your bridges before you get there. Mm-hmm. And, and so preparation, really, you know, knowing that things are going to happen, you could step back, you could take a look, you could look at what you're currently doing. And then I always like to ask myself this question. At what point does this system break? Because you can look at, and you can say, listen, if we doubled in size overnight, um, if we doubled our sales, if we had to now export, you know, three times as much does the system that we're currently using still work? Um, if 100 people shows up and it just barely works, okay. But if 300 people show up, the whole thing breaks. You got to know, like, there's going to be a problem in that system. Right. And it gives you the opportunity to work on it before it even happens. Yeah, you know, creating those scalable systems, systems that you know, works great with five and it works great with a 1,000. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Because if... Uh, <clears throat> If we're not careful, especially when we're small, when we're just getting started, we create a lot of things to just kind of get by the next week, the next month, the next period. Um, when the truth is, all of those things, we, we've, we've got to figure out how to scale them in such a way that we do not become the lid mm-hmm. to what we're trying to accomplish. Right. And I know one thing we do here is, you know, we, we talk about it all the time is, Anytime we're thinking about anything we're doing, any systems or any any projects, we always think, you know, think double. We always say think double. Yeah. So, like, don't think about, okay, how can we barely get this thing done? No, think about it. Okay, we're going to do it at this scale, but if we doubled the scale of what we're doing, how can what system is going to work? Absolutely. Then, so. And I love that thinking because um, it's kind of a two-way street. One, you could get caught up in the, hey, we're just trying to get by. But then the other one is you could be dreaming so big that you're so right. yeah. almost unrealistically out there that right. you're, you're not you're not at tune with what presently happening. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking double, that really is a possibility for every company, for every organization. That hey, right. like if, if these things happened, uh, this is where we could be at. And so it's it's a it's a good way of still staying balanced between the big vision and where we are currently. Gotcha. So, right, so, you know, we need to look at our systems. At what point do they break? And then the next thing is what? The next thing is not just where do our systems break. The next question is where do I break? Um, yeah. Because there are so many hours in a day. There are so many things. And if we're not careful, um, you know, we can we could stretch ourselves so thin that we break down, you know, people, people just say, man, they just collapsed, you know, underneath the stressor, un- underneath the stress, underneath the pressure, whatever it might be. And often it isn't the really big things that break us down. It's the 10,000 little things, right? You know, um, just recently we were in a conversation with a gentleman and he brought up this term that just really hit me. And he, he was talking about decision fatigue. 
Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, when he said that, I just thought, man, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that we've sat around the table and we've had the big decision on how we're going to spend $2 million. No, it's, it's when we walked down the hall and had 52 questions about little things that don't even matter that right, will right. burn you out quicker than the one big one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's one thing that I've learned when I was in the military that everyone – has their breaking point. Yes. Everyone has their limit. At some point, you're going to break down if you take on too much. So Yeah. We would like to think that, we, we can, that we're superheroes, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the leaders, and we can do it, and we can, we can stack one more thing on our plate. But the truth is, like you said, at some point, we all break. And, you know, there's got to be margin. There's got to be time. If you're constantly running as fast as you can run, it's called a sprint for a reason. It only happens for a short, short period <laughs> of time. You know, we're finding that sustainable pace. Are we running? Uh, am I running as a leader at a pace that is unsustainable? Right. You know, and, uh, you know, so you're just talking about, you know, you got to find that time to take the break, to take a break, to step back, create that margin, like you said. And that just reminded me just here recently, um, everything, I mean, work's been going great. We've been hitting on all four cylinders. Things are moving and, and going. And then we like, hey, we're going to go take a, a vacation. And we went out there, went on vacation. And then midway through the vacation, I really, it's like I didn't know I needed it until I actually took until the vacation. Took it. yeah. yeah, it's like, I didn't really feel like I needed a vacation when we went on the vacation, but whenever I actually was out there and realized, whoa, you realize I really didn't need this to is take important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact is you could get more done with less. Right. You know, it seems so counterintuitive, <laughs> but it's so true. The scriptures show us that, listen, you could get way more done in six days than you could ever do work in seven days. Mm-hmm. Like that Sabbath, that rest is so important. It gives you time to step back evaluate, refocus, rest, remember, know that the weight of the world is not on your shoulders. It might seem like it at moments, but it really isn't. Yeah. So, so yes, good. So, you know, look at your systems. Where does your systems break? Are you thinking double or are you just barely getting by with them? And then too, you know, at what point be a self-awareness of hey, when do I break? Yeah. At what point do I just can't handle anymore? Yeah. And, and this is, you know, a key for this is, Easy to do beforehand a little bit. You know, we could take the time, we could look at it before. But when we're in these high intense moments, when it is the state of emergency, very rarely can we step back and take a objective, honest view and asking ourselves, you know, where does this break? Because probably has already broken. <laughs> right, right. Where do I break? Well, you just broke last week. You know, right. you're already there. So um, the key, it's it, it's really hard to do when you're already in the middle of it. Um, so there's a few things. What we talked about before is looking at your systems, looking at you. But if you're in the midst of it right now, if you're in a moment, if you're out there, you're listening, you're just stretched to the max. Um, what we just said a minute ago, you could do more with less. I would encourage you guys Take a minute, step back, enter into the stillness. Yeah. Like it is hard to focus when there is just tons of noise in our life. Right. You know, where our, our life is filled with noise, whether it's the radio, the TV, uh, emails, phone calls. Like somehow enter the stillness, get to where you could really hear, and, and, and then do this 
Talk to your spouse, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a hard one. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> odds are she knows oh, or he she knows. knows. And, and, and she like, knows. Yeah, she's going to tell you. <laughs> You're not going to want to hear it, <laughs> but it's probably going to be some really good things because right. uh, they could see what you you can't. Um, and then take some time. Pray about it. Um and often this is this is this last one. This is a big one. You know, there's the stillness. There's talking to your spouse. There's prayer. And the last one I say, begin to look for the patterns in your life. Now, this is really easy for some people that are journalers because they could journal, they could look back. And uh, I've struggled with this for years. I, I kind of can see the importance of journaling. Uh, I could tell other people to do it. I just can't do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, with journaling or, or whatever method that you could find to be able to look and see the patterns of like. Man, I find that I'm getting more stressed out whenever A, B, and C lines up. I find that there's certain seasons in my life in which my schedule gets too tight, and I just kind of, boom, I'm, I'm done. And, and you can look and you can see those things, but it takes it takes time. It takes stepping back. It takes kind of, even like you said, you didn't know you needed a vac- vacation until you all we're on one. Sometimes you don't even know that you're overstretched until you pause long enough to, whoa, I've been running way too fast for way too long. Well, Pastor Lucas, thank you so much for this time, and thank you for giving us some practical ways to really lead during some overwhelming situations, overwhelming times. And uh, thank you, uh, listeners out there, for tuning in, and we'll see you next month. See you guys next time. Grace. Hey, so that's this month's episode of the Lucas Granger Leadership Podcast. If you like what you just heard, please take a moment to subscribe, to rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Listen, by doing this, you're going to help us reach and equip more and more leaders just like you. Now, don't forget to join us next month for another great episode. We'll be right here. We will see you then. Grace and peace. Peace.